back here on Sid and Friends in the Morning, and my next guest is a guy that over the years I've gotten to know very well between Super Bowls and Lake Tahoe golf events. I hated his guts when he ran the football against my Giants. I'm sick of seeing him Monday night scoring touchdowns. Then I get to know the guy, and it turns out he's not just the NFL's all-time leading rusher, but he's a super guy, and he still is the NFL's all-time leading rusher with well over 18,000 yards, and he's got a touchdown rushing record. No one's going to come close, come close. He is the Cal Ripken of football. All his stats are safe. The great number 22, Emmett Smith. Emmett, it's great to see you again, Great pal. seeing you as well. Thank you. You know, uh, one of my greatest uh, Super Bowl stories, and I do politics here now and news mostly. I'm out of sports. But I covered like 16 Super Bowls. So I'm in New Orleans years ago. Kaepernick's 49ers are playing the Ravens with Joe Flacco. Yeah, who's now yeah, with the Jets, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sick as a dog. And I actually had my doctor from Delray Beach fly down two days early to give me a Z-Pack. You're on the air and you're like, what's up, man? I go, not feeling well, bro. He go, you go to me, you go, I know exactly what you need. I go, okay, Dr. Emmett, you tell me what I need. You go, you need a hot toddy. I go, Emmett, I'm in recovery. I stopped drinking years ago. What I did on the field puts Michael Irvin to shame. Trust me. <laughs> and you said to me, quote, you go, you want to get better or not? So the show ended and I went to the bar and I had not one, not two, but three hot toddies. And I can tell you this, I have no idea if I felt any better. But I was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to get you hammered. I mean, I, how did you make your hot towel? Let's talk about that first. I, I, you, you actually gave me the ingredients, yeah. and I gave it to the bartender, and it tasted delicious, by the yeah. way. Oh, my God, it's great. Because you put honey at the bottom of it. You told me to do that. Yeah, you take a shot of uh, whether it's, 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 it could be brown liquor, it could be tequila, you can take a shot of it, and you pour it in the bottom of it, and then you put the hot water in the tea, and then you stir it up and just, you drink it. Yeah, it was great. It so was great. It's, it's not like you're drinking a lot of liquor, because some well, of the- yeah. you have three or four of them, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I may have chased it with a shot of Jack. I forgot. I don't know. Well, but <laughs> most of the time when I make mine, I put my, my, my uh, liquor into the pot of boiling water. Oh. So that it actually dissipates a little bit. Exactly. Evaporates. It, right. It brings right. it down a little bit. Right. That's so, smart. So th- but you didn't tell me to do that. So. No, well, <laughs> I just told you to make a hot toddy. You were actually there that year. I'll never forget, you were dealing with people with the gout. Yes. You remember that? Yes. The gout? Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, But now this year at the Super Bowl, you, you have uh, Bounty. Yes. And uh, the whole stick is, is that guys, they eat wings during the playoffs. You know, you know what know, it's I, like. I've done it, yeah. So you and Gronk, uh, yeah. Rob Gronkowski, claim that the only way to clean up a wing mess is with Bounty. The quicker picker up, baby. Why? Yeah. Is, there, is there another way? I mean, when you think about wings, you cannot have football without wings and you cannot have wings without bounty it's because true. any other things that you use is going to stick to your fingertips because the, the residue of the, the juices and the sauces and everything is going to be on your fingertips. You're going to try to wipe it off with some kind of thing that just doesn't work and you're going to have the tissue still on your fingers. But you use bounty, hey, you got smooth fingers, baby. You know, I'll tell you something, Emmett. Be honest with you. I have no issue going to stores and buying generic products. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. There are two things I never buy generic. Toilet tissue. Charmin, because <laughs> my butt deserves the best. <laughs> and Bounty. Yes. I have 90 rolls of Bounty in my house, like 90 <laughs> rolls. You're exactly right. There's, n- there's no comparison. I can't even think of another company. You spill something on, on the table. Wipe it off with Bounty. Yeah. You spill something on the floor. Wipe it off with Bounty. Right. You got stuff on your fingers. Wipe it off with Bounty. You're 100% right. So do you get like a lifetime supply of bounty now? Because I'm negotiating that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
great. Remember, folks, if you're having wings and goodies and all that good stuff, because the playoffs do start this weekend. Yes, in fact, yes. here in New York, we're taking personal interest. I know your Dallas Cowboys play Monday night, but my Giants will take on the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. And we've been a bad team, I mean, as you know, for a long time. And in comes Brian Dable. And Brian Dable's won a lot of championships as an assistant, mm-hmm. never head coach before. Year one with the Giants, nine wins, wild card game against the Minnesota Vikings. So here in New York, we're very excited. Congratulations, because it's been a minute. Yeah. A Congratulations. long minute. Congratulations. I mean, yeah. that, that's what's in the order right now for New York, because you guys have earned the right to get into the playoff. And once you get into the playoff, anything is possible. It's not like you're not accustomed to being in a wild card position before, because you did that and went straight to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if your team is that caliber yet, but to be where you are right now, kudos. I think you're right. We're not there yet. Uh, you know, the kid Daniel Jones, I think, showed this year he can play in this league. Uh, but you got to start somewhere, right. right? I mean, I remember when Jimmy got to Dallas, and uh, I don't know if you were there yet or not. I guess Troy got there first. It was a one-win season. 1-15. One, one right. 89. And then, and then uh, God uh, gave you Herschel Walker, and the next thing you know, you won Super Bowls every year. <laughs> I'm the greatest trade ever in the history exactly, of sports. Exactly. Thanks you. Thank you, Herschel. <laughs> but you did start with just one win, right. and then that, of course, that great trio, you, right. uh, Michael, you know, I say that. I felt badly leaving out guys like Novacek and Johnston and your offensive lines. Right, right. As great as you were, and and I think you're, you're probably the greatest running back of all time. Your offensive lines were ridiculous, I mean. Our offensive line uh, was was hella good. Let me just put it that way. So good. I mean, we really were. And we developed over, because 89 offensive line was a little different than 90 offensive line. 90 offensive line was completely different. Than ninety one. Oh. 91s uh was we replaced some guys in eighty nine, replaced two or three guys, and then we settled in on on the guys like Mark Tuane, yeah, uh, Mark Stepnoski, um Eric Williams. Williams got in there, Nate Newton was there, and then we had Kevin Gogan and also we had uh John Giesick, uh just just to name a few. Um, but that year is when everything started to take off when North Turner came in and brought a simpler system. In place, and so from there we took off. Yeah, you guys were uh, something else to watch. You really were, and now this Dallas team, you know, all these Dallas teams for years. Tony Romo, now Dak Prescott, trying to live up to you guys. Good luck with that. And <laughs> Dak did not end the season well right. in Washington on Sunday. I don't put too much emphasis on that. Uh, the Commanders had a good game plan that day, so people are saying, "Oh, the Dallas Cowboys are done." Be careful; they scored a lot of points this year. But it is Dak up against Tom Brady. What well, could be Brady's last game Monday night? Pretty cool matchup. It is a pretty cool matchup, but you know, I understand where people are coming from in terms of watching the Cowboys finish the way we did against the Commanders. Um, I was disappointed myself completely, uh, which was a clear indication that we were not mentally physically or emotionally ready to be play that game. Does that go back to Mike McCarthy? I think it does. Really? I think the head coach sets the tempo. I think he's he's the one who leads the squad and makes sure that the squad is prepared. And then that trickles down into the to the offensive coordinators uh, on both sides of the ball. Um I mean and special teams guy. And so when you have your special teams That's my guy that John, have John not, Fossil, by the yeah, way that's impossible. When your son. special teams have not made major mistakes the whole entire season. And you get to the last game of the season, a game that doesn't mean much, and you make two bonehead mistakes. Mm. That's a clear indication that they weren't really focusing on the things that they need to be focused on. That's a fair critique, but I will say this. 
Emmett, for your teams, Jimmy comes, and you talked about Norv. You had a great coaching staff. You guys won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. The thought was it didn't matter. <laughs> and when Barry Switzer came in, and yes, Barry's got a super, and I got, listen, Barry was a great college coach, Oklahoma, Brian Bosworth. He comes in, he knows nothing about the NFL. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Right. So I'm not sure that uh, for every given occasion, for every team, that the head coach has to be great for the team to succeed. It doesn't have to be great. But what he has to do is make sure that they stay focused. Did he make do sure that? that? Was Barry like that with you? I'm, I'm curious. No, just, I mean, Barry, Barry's one of those kind of guys like, listen. Did he even come to the games on Sunday? Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Barry's one of those kind of guys like, like, listen, there's nothing I can say to you on game day to get you ready to go play. You should, you're a professional athlete. You ought to handle this job as a professional athlete. This is your job. You make, you're going to make more money here than you will any other place. So you need to come prepare on your own. There's nothing I can say in five minutes before you walk out of that locker room that's going to get you ready to prepare and get you ready to play. So I understand that. In other words, grow up. Yeah. Be a professional athlete. Be mature about your, your role and your position and where you are in life and the money that you're making doing what you love to do. Yeah. You shouldn't have to rely on me to do that. I got coaches that's getting you prepared to play week in and week out. At the end of the day, come game day, if you're not emotionally charged or mostly focused – ready to go out here and compete against somebody that's trying to take something from you, that's on you. That's fair. Hall of Fame running back, the all-time leading rusher, touchdowns, yardage, and an overall super guy, my friend Emmett Smith, uh, out there with uh, Bounty, him and Rob Gronkowski. Make sure of your Super Bowl parties, no matter what. I've got kids, too. You have Bounty in the house. It is the quicker picker-upper. you got to have it, to your point. So I told you earlier before we started this conversation, no one's ever going to catch your records. You are right now 10,000 yards ahead of the leading active rusher, Derrick Henry. He ain't getting 10 more. You're like 90 touchdowns. I think AP's 19 behind you. So everybody throws the football. Like they make a big deal about Mahomes throwing for 5,000 yards. Right. That would be a big deal if you had Emmitt Smith in the backfield. But they don't really run the football anymore. Do you right. like the, the NFL today compared to when you played? No, not really. Not really. The, to me, the game has shifted to appease not only the odds makers, and also appease the fantasy football lover. Yeah. People are more apt about points now. Right. They don't care truly that much about teams in, in, in regards, in the, in, a, in the interplay that is. But when it comes down to, are you making points for my fantasy football team? Right. Yes. Are we scoring enough points? The odds over. Over and odds numbers. Yep. Are we going to get 55 points? Are they going to add up to 55 or, or are they going to get under 55? Yeah, yeah. It's the betting game. True. So it's really not about the game no longer. You're right. It's about appeasing the needs and the wants of the fan base. Emmett, why do you think people buy the NFL package? If I'm New York and I watch the Giants at 1 o'clock, why do I care so much about the Chargers and Broncos at 4 o'clock? Because of the points that exactly. I got a player on that team exactly. that's, that's on my fantasy football league that I'm leading right now, and I want to know if he's doing well. When you played, I knew every defensive middle linebacker. I knew every safety. I guarantee you the I kids today— I bet you could tell me everybody that's on your fantasy football team and what team they play for. Right. Right, exactly. But they don't even know defensive players anymore. No, no, Unless no, you no. have a team defense. I mean, come on. Lawrence Taylor. My boy, it's my boy LT. He talked to you a couple of times. Right. I mean, I don't know if he'd be much appreciated today as he was back when you played football. Unless he got a ton of sacks. Right. They're going to still appreciate LT. <laughs> right. Right. So right. the question is, who's your special teams guy? Yeah. And what team is he on? Yeah. So 
I can tell you all the special teams guys now. Oh, you can? No, I can't, but somebody else in fantasy football can. I, because your team, see, when I was growing up, I knew the guys. Like, I knew Billy White, Shoes, Johnson, Johnson, Walter Payton, Eddie Payton. He was yeah. a good kicker, yeah. returner. Yeah. Uh, I knew all those. Devin Hester. Yeah. Those guys I knew. Now I just know Kansas City or the team has a good special. Does that make sense? Yes. It's yes. odd. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same because of the game has shifted over to a piece the the fan and the fantasy football lovers and the odds makers when yeah. they come down to bed. Yeah. And by the way, Tony Pollard is a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott, just so you know. Oh, just so I know? Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just so I know. <laughs> this is, but everybody in Dallas knows that, right? I mean, well, I, know, I know Zeke got the big money, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Money has clouded the judgment of a lot of people and how they value people, too. Um, it's easier to sit up and say, yeah, Tony Pollard is the, is the better running back because he had made the most explosive plays. But when it comes down to taking the punishment that Zeke has taken, he has taken a lot of the punishment that Tony Pollard may not be able to take. And so play calling for Tony Pollard may be a little bit different uh, than it is for Zeke. That's cool. Right, um, right. So there's a lot of nuances within the game that's not observed. And so the reason why Tony Pollard looks good, because he is good. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He's very good. And he's making a lot of explosive plays, which goes right to – Fantasy football. Right, you're right, you're Therefore, right. Therefore, you yeah. love him because it's, he's getting my points. That's true. You're now, right. the Cowboys have both guys. So when it comes down to getting tough yardage, Zeke is in there. If I want to get tough yardage and disguise it, I'm putting Tony Pollard in and I'm going to give you a pass information and I'm going to let Tony Pollard do what he does. That's why you're great. You see, you talk <laughs> to a guy that actually did this for a living and he could, he could explain all that, which most guys like me, we just don't know. We're just lay people. Well, you're looking at it and saying, okay, he's, look at this. This guy averaging over Six five. yards a carry. <laughs> That's what you go to. Six yeah. yards a carry. You yeah. go to Zeke, who's averaging what? 3.4. <laughs> you know? A lot of his stuff may be in short yard situations, yeah. which yeah. brings down his average. Yeah. He's only getting like 16 carries. I know. Unlike you guys, you had a chance, your 30th carry to break I mean, Barry Sanders would go minus three, minus six, minus four, 50. Exactly. Average, exactly. You know, seven yards of carry. All right, now, you spent the last two years in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We're going to play Super Bowl 57 in a month in Arizona. By the way, your last year was great. You had like 950 yards and nine touchdowns. I'm not sure why you retired, but you were still a really good running back. Super Bowls in Arizona. You played there your last two years. Right. How good? How good? Is it right up there with Miami, with um, New Orleans? In terms With of a Super place Bowl? to play the Super Bowl party, the whole thing. You know, no, not much going to compare to Miami. Nothing, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I did a bunch compare. down there, yeah. I mean, but the facility-wise and the, and the location, I think, uh, is great. Uh, I think Scottsdale is a fun place to be at. It is. You have Old Town Scottsdale, and you also have downtown Phoenix, and now you have Glendale. There's, that's a lot that's happening around the stadium. So, but it's so spread out, too, to get to Glendale from Scottsdale is going to take you 30, 35 minutes or so. But the interstate system is there and supports all of that activity. But here's the thing about the Super Bowl this year. You also have the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is going to house about 200,000 people. How are they going to do that, Emmett? And they're there not only for the golf tournament, but people are going to hang over for the football game. Right. So... It's going to be a crowd of people. It should be a fun time. It'll be great. should be an exciting time, but it's not Miami. No, it ain't. I know, because I lived in Boca Raton and for Miami 16 years. And Miami is so congested that it doesn't make moving around that optimal for everybody. No, not South Beach, but if you could take events to Fort Lauderdale yeah, and yeah. Coconut, you know, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. You can right. go to other places like right. that. Exactly. But it's going to take you 35, 45 oh, minutes yeah. to get to those places. Oh, yeah. So convenience and, and locale is important. 
What I love about Dallas, a Super Bowl been in Dallas, everybody can get there from anywhere in the country and anywhere in the world. I mean, and Dallas is big enough, and the infrastructure is supportive I mean, enough. The last Super Bowl. That was the last. That I went to in Dallas. That was, it was the Ice Bowl. 90 below zero. Yeah. Green Bay, Pittsburgh. And it was so bad that you couldn't get around. I actually went that to was, a place in Fort Worth. Then. That was then. That was bad. That was then. <laughs> that was before climate change. <laughs> I had a great time, though, at that Super Bowl. It was freezing and bad, but I went to Fort Worth. I yeah. went to Dallas. Yep. And you had uh, Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. It yep. was a great week. It was, it was a great and week. Dallas is a great, on the, we'll wrap this up here, but Dallas is a great football city because, as you said, you're a Florida kid. And Troy came from where he came from, and Michael's a Miami kid. Everybody stays. Yes. Nobody leaves Dallas. Why? You got beautiful blonde women. You got great steakhouses. Maybe not for you, but the best strip joints in the country. Decent weather. Why would you leave Dallas? And you got the Cowboys. And you have the Cowboys. You also have the Mavs. You also have the, the Rangers. And you have also the Women's uh, Basketball League over yep. there. Then yep. you also have the XFL League over there is growing. And then you also have hockey. It's so Stars are good, yeah. Then you got soccer, too, as well. Yeah, you got it all. I mean, Dallas is a fun, fun town. Yeah, you like New York? I love New York. You do, okay. I love visiting New York. You wouldn't want to live here. I wouldn't though. want to live here yeah, in New York, but yeah. I love visiting yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, congratulations uh, on the bounty stuff. I always love seeing you. Thank you. And uh, you're a great ambassador for the game because not only were you the best running back of all time, but you're smart and you're cute. You look like a million bucks. You're 53. <laughs> you look great. And uh, it's good to see you. Enjoy. Likewise. Remember this. You cannot have football without wings, and you cannot have wings without bounty. Yeah, there it is, folks. There he is, the great number 22, the greatest running back in the history of the game, and a great guy as well, Emmett Smith. More of Sid and Friends in the morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, right after these words.